Welcome to On Aeon, a podcast featuring conversations between colleagues on, well, Aeon. We hear from Christian Hoffman about the evolution of cyber risk over the past 20 years. And now, this week's host, Joey Raheb. Hello, everyone. My name is Joey Raheb, and I've been a colleague at Aeon for approximately eight years, currently serving as Senior Vice President, Health Solutions, and Sales Leader in Canada. With me today is Christian Hoffman, who has been at Aeon since 2003 and currently serves as our CEO, Cyber Solutions North America. The team also recently released the 2021 Cybersecurity Report, so I'm excited to dig into the findings with you, Christian. Thanks for being here today. Before we get started, I'm curious, what brought you into the field of cyber risk? Yeah, thanks, Joey. Um, excited to talk all things cyber with you uh, today. And, and uh, uh, you know, my background's not in cyber. You know, I started at Aon uh, back in 2003 within our financial services group, um, focused on directors and officers liability insurance. Um, and then in 2013, 2014, we started to see um, some significant data breach activity uh, you know, namely with uh, some large retail organizations. Um, and based on that, you know, and based on these, you know, large events and sort of the increased frequency of cyber events, um, it started to, you know, uh, the topic started to get kicked around the boardroom um, and the C-suite and my clients from a director's and officer's liability perspective were thinking about it and talking about it. Um, and so fast forward to 2015, uh, we had an opportunity within our group uh, to lead the cyber brokerage team. Um, and after sort of thinking through the opportunity, uh, talking with colleagues and gaining support from colleagues, um, I decided to turn my fo- focus to cyber um, and uh, jumped in and, and led the team uh, in the U.S. And, you know, cyber appealed to me because, because it was this emerging and evolving issue. Uh, clients were talking about it at a high level. Um, and it was really becoming sort of an enterprise risk that needed to be addressed, again, by board of directors and C-suite. You know, similar to today, like we're talking about, you know, ESG, uh, like we're talking about inclusion and diversity. Um, at that time, it was really uh, making its way into the boardroom as this topic. Um, and so it, it was exciting, you know, at the, you know, back in 2015 to be a part of it. Um, and then, you know, we continue to evolve the Aon platform. Um, in 2016, we bought uh, uh, an organization, Strauss Freeberg, which was a proactive and reactive cybersecurity consulting firm. Um, and uh, in 2018, we sort of put our consulting and uh, brokerage capability under one roof, that being cyber solutions. Um, and now we've been operating as one uh, brokerage and consulting group uh, since 2018. Um, I first, uh, my first role within the broader group was as president leading go-to-market strategy and, and sales and brokerage and a no- number of other components uh, of our business. And then I was lucky enough in June of 2020 uh, to become CEO of Cyber Solutions here at Aon in North America. And that's really interesting. I mean, you seem to be picking the right uh, the right trend curve um, in cyber risk, and it, I mean, it just sounds like it's just such a, a constantly evolving um, need and risk. I mean, tell me what's what's changed in cyber risk in the in the last fifteen twenty years. 
Yeah, so t- 20 years is an interesting uh, um, uh, sort of line. Uh, you know, Strauss Freeberg, interestingly, the company we acquired was founded 20 plus years ago. We uh, actually placed our first uh, cyber insurance policy and program 20 years ago, and then clearly it's evolved significantly uh, since then. Um, you know, technology and di- digital evolution has been a large part of that. Right. Uh, companies investing in in technology and, and digital to, you know, drive efficiency, drive insights and clearly stay competitive uh, in their market. Um, and, you know, when I think about the cyber landscape, across, uh, you know, aligned with the technology component, I sort of think back again, as I talked about earlier, to that 2013, 2014 time frame when we really saw, you know, data breach uh, uh, really come into a more frequent um, mode. Um, and especially in sort of retail and healthcare and, and fi- financial institutions that were sort of interestingly the early adopters uh, of the insurance product. Um, but, you know, fast forward today from those big data breaches and, you know, the topic uh, clearly uh, on ransomware um, and organizations that are uh, being hit with ransomware and, and interrupted by ransomware and being forced uh, by bad actors um, to pay ransoms to get their systems back up and running. And, you know, we've seen the proliferation of, and frequency of that basically uh, increase 500% over the last two to three years. And those ransom payments, you know, from the early days of 17000 obviously paid in digital currency, but $17,000. And we're seeing them in the 10 plus million dollar range uh, um, today. Um, and no segment or industry is immune. So, so that's really the challenge uh, uh, today is ransomware. And then thinking about this, the evolution and the maturity of the cyber insurance product, um, you know, that has been uh, uh, a big change and is now such a key component of our clients' uh, insurance portfolios. Um, and has grown, you know, uh, based on statistics out there to a $7 billion premium uh, global industry. Um, and so, uh, again, a lot has changed. And then, you know, one of the one of the biggest changes, you know, there was obviously this boardroom and C-suite focus that has continued to evolve. And it and it sits, you know, cyber t- typically sits as sort of a, a top five enterprise risk. And the, the other key piece um, that where we've seen evolution is the need for stakeholder alignment. So it's not just security or IT's issue uh, within the organization. There needs to be alignment to risk management. Uh, legal is involved. Uh, uh, HR, finance, operations, right, all need to be connected uh, and collaborating around the topic of cyber and aligned to ultimately, you know, uh, have the right technology and tools in place, appropriately transfer the risk, uh, inform and train colleagues, strategize, plan and simulate around incident response. So, um, you know, it, it, all stakeholders are required and that's, that's definitely evolved uh, over the last number of years. Yeah, it's interesting to hear sort of what's happened in the last 20 or or so years. Uh, How about when we think about the last 18 months? I mean, the pandemic has obviously um, shifted businesses significantly to remote environments, people relying on third party partners, technology tools. What's that done to the cyber risk landscape? 
Yeah, the the pandemic uh, definitely created significant change, right? Moving to the remote remote work environment in those early days in March uh, and April of the pandemic, you know, that initial focus was on technology, right? How do we get colleagues up and running uh, and operational from the home um, as opposed to the office? And in many cases, you know, security took a a bit of a backseat. Um, you know, no longer were organizations working in that controlled office environment. Um, it was a, you know, it was, it was very distributed uh, across the U.S., across the globe on, on where individuals were working. You know, from a security perspective, you know, interestingly, our proactive business, right, our, our uh, advisory and testing business saw some decline. So we saw it, you know, firsthand where, you know, security took that back seat. Now, ultimately, uh, you know, things um, corrected themselves and, and the, the focus on security returned. Um, but in that time, you know, we saw, you know, the, the ransomware challenge uh, continue to gain momentum, some of it bec- fueled by the, the remote work environment. Um, and then, you know, interestingly, you know, as we sort of fast forward into the latter half of 2020, we started to see these challenges as relates to third party um, technology vendors. So in December, uh, we saw the SolarWinds event, which impacted 18,000 organizations in the public private sector. We've seen a number, another, a number of these systemic events um, in 2021 with just a couple weeks ago, uh, the Kasaya event. And so, you know, th- these, these complexities that continue to, or, to arise, remote work environment, technology uh, evolution, ransomware, third-party technology events, um, you know, continue to create challenges for, you know, organizations and our client base. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, so I'm sure a lot of this is going to be mentioned as we get into it, but let's shift gears into the 2021 cybersecurity risk report. Can you tell us some of the uh, the key findings from the report? Sure. You know, the the one, you know, the one major, you know, finding um, in in all the data is that there's still, you know, tremendous of wor- work and enhancement uh, that and, and maturity for organizations um, in the cybersecurity space. Um, and we focused on four key areas, digital evolution, uh, which we talked a little bit about, ransomware, which we've talked about, and then regulation and third, third party risk. And some of the data points, you know, that, that jump out to me, you know, when I think about digital evolution, 40% of companies report having adequate remote work strategies, right? You know, only 40% of the thousand uh, companies that were in, in the data set. Um, so, you know, a lot of work to be done, uh, you know, in still uh, on the remote work side. And it just probably, you know, continues to sort of proliferate across different platforms and, and as companies uh, evolve digitally. On the ransomware side, 31% uh, have of organizations in the in the group have adequate business resilience measures, right? On regulation, only 30% of organizations report having adequate risk management in place to address changing data privacy and cybersecurity regulations. And you think about sort of uh, the change and transformation of regulation. You you go back, uh, obviously in the U.S. It's state-by-state regulation uh, that's evolving um, uh, with, you know, changes in California and other states. You obviously had in Europe uh, the um, GDPR um, 
data protection regulation that was uh, put into place three or so years ago. Um, and so a lot's happening in that space. And clearly there needs to be a change um, and organizations need to adapt. And then on the third party risk, right, we talked about some of the big events that started in, in December, um, but 21% of organizations report having baseline measures in place to oversee critical suppliers and vendors. So that can be technology vendors or other, you know, uh, supply chain vendors. And so there definitely needs to be an increased focus on, uh, how organizations are working with, uh, you know, their critical suppliers, their vendors uh, from a security perspective. So, again, a, a lot of work still to be done uh, by organizations to enhance their security on these uh, multiple fronts. Hey, those are interesting statistics, Christian. I mean, low in my opinion. So what do you think if, if you were to, if you were to hazard a guess, what would you think is preventing organizations from moving on some of these items? Yeah, uh, I think there are a, a couple things. One, just the complexity of the risk, right? And and it's yeah, and and it is, is evolving so quickly, which adds to that uh, complexity. Um, and new things continue to arise, whether it's new threat actors, uh, the um, the third party uh, technology vendor challenges I mentioned. So things constantly arise, and and organizations need to adapt. So you know, one sort of complexity. Uh, two um, is that stakeholder alignment, um, uh, you know, uh, position I sort of noted earlier. A lot of organizations are moving in that direction, uh, but there needs to be continued transformation of that board level C-suite top down approach and getting uh, stakeholders aligned um, across across the organization um, to really bring that holistic uh, view uh, of cyber, as I said, through security uh, technology and tools, risk transfer, response, uh, planning, and and uh, simulating, um, and then it's costly, right? I mean, security is costly, whether from a technology and tools perspective uh, or a people perspective. Where ultimately, in the cybersecurity arena, there's a war on talent. Um, you know, there are basic controls that can be put in place, let's say, to uh, to defend against ransomware, multi-factor authentication, endpoint uh, detection and response. Uh, companies can um, perform uh, phishing exercises to and train and inform uh, the colleague base who are, you know, unfortunately, and many times sort of a, a weak link um, in the in the security uh, of organizations. So, you know, and, and on that, you know, on that sort of same front, that's what, you know, needs to be in place for organization organizations to defend themselves and also important uh, components to how an insurance underwriter looks at the risk uh, of an organization and specifically around ransomware. So, you know, again, complexity, cost, stakeholder alignment all need to continue, uh, you know, to change and evolve. Uh, Christian, you hit on a, a handful of things that organizations could or should be doing. Is there anything else that you'd like to highlight for organizations to think about as they're looking to address those risks? Yeah, I think I think it's it's ultimately taking that holistic approach, um, and it and it's why you know we're excited about uh, our platform of you know proactive uh, um, consulting around assessment and mitigation and testing vulnerabilities. Um, you know, transferring the risk into the insurance, being able to transfer the risk in the insurance marketplace, you know, helping uh, clients, uh, 
prepare for and ultimately uh, be able to respond to events, you know, with the deployment of our digital forensics and incident response team. But, you know, we want to help clients think about it holistically and think about how to navigate this enterprise risk, um, again, from sort of a, an extremely proactive perspective. And then, you know, uh, if they ultimately make the decision to uh, transfer the risk into the marketplace and ultimately respond. But taking that holistic approach and aligning stakeholders uh, ultimately will provide the best results for organizations. That's great. Um, that was very informative and I, I learned a lot about cyber risk. I mean, what, let's shift gears to something more personal. If we had to ask you what, uh, what got you up in the, what gets you up in the morning? What keeps you energized? Um, what keeps Christian going? Yeah. Yeah. Outside of, you know, cyber keeps me going. It keeps me busy, but outside of that, right. What, what keeps me energized uh, outside of the, the, the daily um, business um, craziness that we're involved in, you know, my family, ultimately uh, my wife, my three daughters who are ages 13, 12 and 11, um, you know, spending time with them, a uh, big, big uh, piece of that. My girls very much involved in sports. Uh, it's summertime. Uh, they all, they all sail, uh, which is exciting, but, you know, lacrosse, soccer, swimming, softball, fencing, um, you name it, uh, each season is filled uh, with, with uh, sports. And, and then, you know, my wife and I get some time away to do some of that ourselves and, and uh, enjoy golf and, and tennis um, and, you know, spending time with, with friends. So um, that's all uh, keeps me busy alongside work, uh, but keeps me energized and inspired and, uh, you know, uh, keeps me going day in and day out. That's awesome. It sounds like you have a little mini Olympics uh, going on at your house. That's great. <laughs> this has been a conversation on Aon and our work helping firms navigate and mitigate cyber risks. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this week's episode, tune in in two weeks for a discussion with Aon's head of catastrophe insight, often referred to as our chief meteorologist. To learn more about Aon, its colleagues, solutions, and news, check out our show notes and visit our website at aon.com. Hey, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this. I know this is your first podcast, and I'm obviously a seasoned veteran being my second. You know, if you had to choose between Conan O'Brien and Joey Rahab, who'd you pick as your favorite podcast host? It's all about you, Joey. It's been yeah, great. I, it's kind of fun. Thanks. I figured that. <laughs>